Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome listeners, and thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you could join me and listen to this new episode where we encounter a truly terrifying entity. In episode 18 of this year, we gave you a very spooky look into the entities known as shadow people. But in this episode, we investigate a very specific and very terrifying type of shadow being, Hat Man. Before we start, let me remind you to visit our Facebook page where you're going to find monsters, quizzes, film TV, book recommendations, and the latest current paranormal news in the world. Every week has new content just for you. Now, on to our episode. The first time Tim Brown saw the Hat Man, he was 14 years old and curled up in his bed in Nashville, Tennessee. He was dozing with the only light in the room coming from the flicker of late-night television. As he drifted off to sleep, a sound from the television shook him back awake, and that's when he saw him, the dark figure of a man, as featureless as the shadows where he stood. He was tall. He wore a broad-brimmed hat and a trench coat, and he didn't say a word. He didn't need to. Tim Brown was already terrified. The fear sucked the breath from Brown's chest, rendering him mute and immobile. The man lingered just outside the frame of Brown's bedroom door, flickering in the shadows between the hallway and his grandmother's room. Finally, he couldn't take it anymore. As if breaking a spell cast over him, Brown threw himself from his bed, screaming, and ran into the hallway for a fight. But the shadow man was gone. You usually see the dark figure when you're in bed. Maybe you were just drifting off, or maybe you were disturbed from a deep sleep. To him, it doesn't matter. As long as you're in some stage between hazy sleep and heavy-eyed wakefulness, the hat man can appear, gazing down at you with a disturbing malevolence. What does he want? Why does he appear? And how have so many people had the same experience around the world? While any shadow being is eerie and capable of scaring the bejesus out of you, the Hat Man is an altogether different kind of shadow being. Those who have encountered him speak of the overwhelming feelings of malice radiating from his presence. He is the last shadow being you want to encounter, and is definitely not to be trifled with. Tales of creepy and terrifying encounters in the night are often met with skepticism, but one nightmarish figure keeps cropping up in reports from all around the world. Numerous people claim to have woken in the dark to find a shadowy figure looming over them, instantly recognizable by the hat he wears. The phenomenon has attracted worldwide attention, even inspiring documentaries on the subject and the launch of a dedicated blog, The Hat Man Project, where people can share their experiences. There is the possibility the entity has existed for centuries. And that's where we'll start. It's not a new phenomenon. For about as long as written records have existed, 
people have described a frightening nighttime vision that paralyzes them with fear and seems to suck the breath right out of them, often by pressing directly upon their chest, reports the website Quartz. Tales of such evil spirits come from as far back as ancient Assyria and Greece. Among the Canadian Inuit, the word Ukmengernik described the awake but paralyzed feeling of seeing an entity. In Japan, it is called Kanashibari. Folklore from Newfoundland describes an old hag who sits upon sufferers' chests as they sleep. A number of religions, legends, and belief systems describe what are known as shades, shadowy spiritual beings or supernatural entities. There is no consensus on whether these figures are good, bad, or something else entirely. The entity has stalked human beings throughout history, not merely within a particular society or during a specific time, says Shelley Adler, a medical anthropologist at the University of California at San Francisco. The appearance of the figures people saw in these frightening episodes, if they saw anything at all, varied across culture, but the fear was always the same. In 2001, the subject of shadow people was first introduced to mainstream media via Coast to Coast AM. After the broadcast, many people sent in drawings of what they had seen and shared stories about their own experiences with shadow people. Shadow people are just about exactly what they sound like. Dark, vaporous forms in the shape of humans that are posited to be a type of ghost, though there are other theories as well as to what they might be. Some might be manifestations of people who were once living. Others may be something else that we just don't understand. Author and strange encounter enthusiast Heidi Hollis noted in 2008 as part of that Coast to Coast AM broadcast that there was a commonly seen shadow person she named Hatman, and people all over the world claimed to have been visited by him as well. Well, no one expected so many people to have experiences with Hatman or shadow people, but the similarity of people's stories has given the creepy dark man with the hat a lot of notoriety and more credibility with many people of an actual shadow being existing. The hat man is said to be an evil, perhaps even demonic, entity and is placed in the category of paranormal phenomenon referred to as shadow people. The hat man being a singularly distinctive character inside the broader shadow people category is reported to have particular characteristic traits, a more solid outline than most shadow people, and an especially notable visual marker, of course, that hat he's always wearing. The hat man acts like a ghost and is almost always seen silently watching, just standing there. This entity sometimes simply fades until the witness no longer sees it. He often has no apparent reaction to people. For example, many people report bumping into this entity, which does absolutely nothing for seconds or even minutes, then moves around a bit and just vanishes, as if it couldn't detect who saw it. Unlike a ghost, however, who might have visual facial features that you could hone in on, the hat man is a shadow in its entirety, utterly dark with no facial details, only the shadow. And it is not always reported to be harmless. At the very least, he provokes a feeling of absolute terror on those seeing him. Many have reported the entity feeds on that terror and doesn't vanish. He simply walks away as any normal person would. This shadow can have substance, and some people have reported they've actually touched it. Some ufologists believe that Hatman could be an alien species observing people. People describe an entity watching either from a doorway, a closet, or a corner of a room. 
Most accounts say observation is all that happens, strengthening that ufologist claim. Others claim they are approached, or the hat man hovers over the top of them, reinforcing the scientific community's claim that hat man has experienced a sleep paralysis. Yet others claim to also see him during the daytime when they're awake and going about their day. Still other accounts state they experience seeing Hatman during, after, or before a major trauma or traumatic event. This connection to Hatman would seem to suggest, perhaps, a spiritual or emotionally driven aspect to the shadow figure not always accounted for. In regards to description, physical accounts of Hatman are that he appears with male-defined characteristics never feminine. Hatman is a completely dark entity, easily seen even in the darkest room or nearly pitch black lighting. Some witnesses report seeing a shadowy entity dressed in an old top hat on some occasions. On other occasions, it's a bowler, and still others, he's wearing a cowboy hat. But the most common hat reported is a fedora type hat. Think typical detective style hat. Hatman appears to be wearing some kind of coat often described as a trench coat. Some accounts say he has red eyes. However, most people say, much like his clothing, his face is obscured and they can make out a general outline of where he's located, but that's all. Witnesses usually describe his height as being about six feet tall. He's always tall, six feet at a minimum, and many have reported his height as more in line with eight to ten feet tall, forcing him to crouch while standing. Yikes! Imagine opening your eyes at night and seeing a hunched figure bending unnaturally to keep from hitting your ceiling fan with the top of his hat. Now that's downright creepy. They say he sometimes carries a gold pocket watch that he'll occasionally glance at. Perhaps suggesting he's sticking around long enough to be curious about the time, or maybe suggesting he's watching your final minutes. Luckily for most who meet him, the hat man doesn't end up inflicting physical injury. It seems what he's actually after is far more sinister. He just watches the sleeper, sometimes arching his overlong body over their bed. It's said that even though he doesn't touch his victims, they can feel evil emanating from him in waves. They can feel that he wants to do them harm. The theory is he uses a non-touching approach for a calculated reason. It creates a potent mixture of confusion, anticipation, and fear in his subject that he can then feed off of. This may be the main purpose of the hat man's visit. The bedrooms of his victims may be serving as his demonic charging stations. When he's not hovering over the sleeper, he employs two other common methods of viewing his victim. Looking at the sleeper through a mirror or sitting and watching them from the corner. When he's finally had his fill of fear and decides to leave, witnesses have reported he shows another contrast to shadow people, who are usually said to dissipate where they stand, by actually using the door and either walking or gliding through it. This suggests a degree of physical control other shadow people don't seem to have, perhaps due to a more solid outline he displays to those who have encountered him. He can appear to anyone at any time, but the pattern seems to be that the hat man often comes around people who are in turmoil, not unlike the appearance of poltergeists who feed off of the strong energy of those in distress in order to manifest. So what exactly is the hat man? Well, some say he's an interdimensional being, a demon, or even the devil himself. And one theory even states 
the hat man is a product of astral projection astral projection being an out-of-body experience and interaction with the world using your non-physical form well I think you know where we're headed now it's time to hear from those who have actually encountered the hat man although the hat man can seemingly appear at any time of day in any location many encounters people recount have taken place in bedrooms with another large amount of sightings occurring in basements why this is the case isn't entirely clear but since many basements are dark and scary to begin with it makes sense and considering many encounters with the hat man take place when the person visited is about to go to sleep has just woken up or is already asleep the hat man appearing in a bedroom kind of makes sense too lots of witnesses have met the hat man when they were children and kept the stories to themselves for many years either because they didn't want to be thought of as crazy or they didn't rationally believe the story themselves. The following are encounters reported by those who have met the Hat Man up close and personal. Reddit user Their Eyes Upon You shared in 2021. I saw him at 18 years old in my room after a particularly traumatic experience. I woke up at an incredibly late hour, probably 2 or 3 in the morning. I didn't check, but something was off. I was speaking in a language I've never heard. I was speaking to what I, I can only describe as a young girl or something with the body type of a young girl, maybe 14 in a dress. I, I couldn't make out her features, but I could make out her eyes and her mouth, which could only be described as sharp looking like a human piranha or something. And she was whispering something in my ear and I was replying in this strange language. But it wasn't just the shadow girl. My bed was surrounded by tall dark figures which I could not make out the features of perhaps four of them not counting the girl they sat motionless and watched me but the most striking figure was a tall man in a wide-brimmed hat standing in the corner of my room I could feel as if he was amused no more amused than the others each time the girl whispered in my ear I would let out a reply of which I didn't really understand and the man in the hat would seem to be delighted I forgot to add that I was researching this encounter and came across a similar account. The person had an almost identical experience, minus talking in another language, or at all for that matter, and the little girl, she was yelling into their ear as opposed to whispering as she was with me. Really strange. A Reddix user posted the following just about a week ago. I saw him in my early 20s when I was wide awake fixing food in the kitchen, and it was at night, but I'm awake all night and sleep during the day. It was when I was waiting for my food in the microwave, and I walked toward the window that looks out to our court in the front of my house. It was raining, and I saw him lit up in the light of the lamp posts of the house directly across from mine. He was standing away from me and looking towards my left, and I watched him for a while. You know, I thought it was some guy casing houses and was ready to call the police until he suddenly turned to look at me. Of course, his shadowy appearance, it just freaked me out. I blinked, and he was gone. I mentioned this later to my sister, who was surprised because she also saw him several years apart from my sighting in the same location doing the same thing. He wore a top hat in my sighting and a fedora in hers, but both carried briefcases and wore a long dress coat or trench coat. I was alone during mine, but my sister had our cousin with her, and when my sister pointed the man out to our cousin, our cousin could not see him. The following encounters were reported in 2021, and the stories can be found on the website 
The Hat Man Project. I've posted a link to the site in the show notes. My husband and I lived in a camper for a while. Uh, for some context, it was a fifth wheel with a step up into the bathroom and the bedroom. So we were lying in bed arguing one night when we both looked to the doorframe of the living room, which we kept open. We saw a black figure with a trench coat and a cowboy hat that was below the step up into the fifth wheel, but was just about as tall as the doorframe, so I'd say a good seven, eight feet tall. We were the only people in the camper. We turned toward each other, looked at each other, and both of us said, do you see that? And described the same thing to one another. An all-black figure, trench coat, cowboy hat, super tall, and it induced a great amount of fear in us. I believe the hat man is the devil himself. I believe that the figure was attracted to the negativity that was brought on by us arguing. I got out of bed while my husband promptly hid under the covers and went about the camper saying the Lord's Prayer, drawing a cross on every corner and praying with my husband. We haven't had the figure since, though we have seen two other dark shadow figures, not nearly as scary as the hat man figure. While living on base in Anchorage, Alaska, I saw a tall man in my bedroom twice. One night I woke up to who I thought was my husband standing at the foot of our bed. I called out my husband's name and heard him groan next to me. I quickly looked at my husband, then back to the figure, but it had vanished. About a week later I woke again to see a tall man standing next to the bed on my husband's side. This time I could see that the man appeared to be wearing a top hat and trench coat. I saw my husband lying next to me so I knew it wasn't him. A few seconds passed and one of my dogs woke and began to growl in the direction of the figure. The figure then swung his coat over himself and disappeared, and I haven't seen him since. I later described the incident to my parents, and they told me, as a child, I would often see a figure walking outside our house that I named Trenchcoat Man. I I believe I may have seen what could be a variation of the Hat Man a couple of years ago. I was home alone, roughly the age of 20, and I woke up to a large amount of scratching on my bedroom door. I had been a little anxious, so I had our dog in the room with me, and I assumed it was the dog and he needed letting out. However, he was fast asleep on a small sofa kept in the corner of my room. As I looked around the bedroom, I saw a dark figure wearing a tattered coat and hat. Both appeared to be weathered leather, and he looked dirty as though he had just crawled out of the ground. Well, I froze. I couldn't breathe for about 10 seconds, and he started to turn his head toward me. I caught the sight of his face in the darkness, and he had what appeared to be, I describe it as a sinister smirk on his face, which still gives me chills to even think about. He then lunged at me. I could smell his breath. I closed my eyes for a second and opened them again, and he was gone. I was completely awake and too afraid to go back to sleep. Well... This has bled into everyday life since occurring. I I feel as though he haunts me. For example, I'll turn and see his shadow around places like work and home and friends' homes too. This happens regularly and I often have nightmares where he's just standing there at different points in the room for a couple of seconds and I wake up frozen in fear and fighting for breath. So one night I was sleeping in bed and all of a sudden I heard footsteps coming down my hallway, heavy sounding like boots. As the floor switched the carpet in the hallway, I couldn't hear it much, but literally two seconds later, I look at my room door, and there stood a tall man's silhouette. I could tell he had a trench coat and a cowboy hat on, but I couldn't see his face for some reason. As I laid there staring at him, it's like he was just staring back. 
It gave me such an eerie feeling like goosebumps and my hair stood up on my arms. I didn't know what to do, so I literally jetted through the silhouette to my mother's room, but he was no longer there. That was the scariest feeling I have ever felt in my life. Of course, my parents brushed it off like I was imagining it or something, but 23 years later, I still can't get it out of my head. So I searched his description and your site popped up, and as I read it, all those same goosebumps came up again. Thank you for sharing and not making me feel like I'm crazy. Around six years ago, I got up late at night and found myself extremely thirsty. I stumbled out of my room, down my hallway, and into the kitchen. And I drank my water and felt better and walked back through the hall. I had a sudden feeling something was watching me. I turned around, and there was a black figure. Long black trench coat, wide-brimmed hat, glowing red eyes staring at me. Frozen for a second, I turned. And, and then I just ran back to the room, jumped in to wake up my husband to tell him what I saw. As a psychic medium, I often have spirits visit me and was not afraid of seeing the departed, but I knew and felt this was different. I've always had this vision in my mind, and at 26 years old, at the time, this was something you would expect to see as a child in a scary dream, not in a waking state as an adult. Well, I stumbled across this website as I saw a discussion thread in a group I'm in, and I thought I'd share Thank you for doing this for others. I was sleeping um, last night. All of a sudden, I felt goosebumps all over my body, and it felt like someone was watching me. When I opened my eyes, there was a black figure with a square-topped hat with a large brim. And he, he was reaching out to touch me. I tried like hell to move, but I couldn't. Once I was able to move, I yelled out, and he dissipated. Both dogs were barking toward the location where he was standing. I jumped up and looked around, and I saw that it was about 2.44 a.m. Reluctantly, I laid back down because I've never experienced anything like this before. It was such an odd night from the get-go. The dogs were laying up against me in bed. They rarely sleep with me, and when they do, they don't stay very long. And they got in as close as they could to me and wouldn't leave. I thought it was really weird for them to do that since they just they haven't done it before. I'm wondering if they had an idea that he was coming. After waking up, I got to work and messaged my girlfriend about what had happened, and I even drew a picture. That's when she told me about the hat man. I'd never heard of him before. I'm not one to get scared easily, but this thing has me completely rattled. I need more information. I mean, why was he there? What, what does he want? Will he come back? I'm really scared, and I'm not kidding either. I need answers, please. I'm scared for my kids. My friend who chooses to remain anonymous for the moment encountered the hat man. At least we think she did. In her 60s, she knows a thing or two about life, what's real, and when she's overly tired. The night of the encounter, she was wide awake, grounded, knows what she saw. My friend let her dog out. It was early spring, late at night, and lights from the street and other homes illuminated her yard, making it easy to see her dog and anything else that could walk through. Suddenly... There's a man standing next to a tree stump. What she suddenly realized was that this was not an ordinary man. He was wearing a brim hat, shadowed face, and a trench coat. He showed up suddenly and very quietly. My friend felt that he was staring right at her for at least 20 seconds. And during that time, she felt extreme negativity, fear, and definitely as if something was off. Then, just as suddenly and quietly as he appeared, he was gone. Well, we both work in the paranormal world, and I've been a researcher and an investigator for over 20 years. 
you know, this was not a regular man. It was paranormal, and she will never forget it. Now, while these occurrences are terrifying for those experiencing them, is it possible there could be a reasonable explanation as to what these encounters are really all about? Well, there is one possible explanation skeptics point to as a plausible cause for these experiences. So, what is the hat man really? Of course, the simplest explanation is often the correct one. Both skeptics and medical experts believe they have the answer. Logic would suggest the people who report having seen the hat man are suffering from especially vivid nightmares or sleep paralysis, both as common as they are unfortunate. The fact he seems to appear to people who are going through a period of unrest in their lives might be a correlation as well. That the sleeper's experiences with seeing the hat man and that shared what the hell is that moment along with a subsequent search for other people who have seen him also is undeniable. That experience is very real. Until relatively recently, people who experienced these night frights had little choice but to ascribe them to culturally available explanations. Things like demons, ghosts, spirits, indigestion, madness. But by the late 20th century, science offered a new explanation, one rooted in biology. Sleep paralysis. People who wake in the night and feel paralyzed with terror are not crazy or imagining things. During the rapid eye movement, or REM, stage of sleep, the muscles relax to the point where they become immobilized, probably to keep us from violently acting out our dreams when we sleep. This is also the stage of the most intense dreams. People who experience sleep paralysis have essentially woken up before they've stopped dreaming. It's an incredibly common sleep problem. An estimated 8% of people experience it regularly, and some estimates have placed the number of people who have at least one experience of it in their lifetimes as high as 40%. Many who experience sleep paralysis also experience hypnagogic hallucinations, vivid images perceived in the transition from wakefulness to sleep, or the other way around, from sleep to wakefulness. Spiders or insects crawling up the walls is a particularly common vision, according to Alan Avedan, a professor of neurology at the University of California at Los Angeles and director of the UCLA Sleep Disorder Center. So are human-shaped figures. These episodes are often accompanied by a profound sense of fear and anxiety and a sense that something is trying to harm the sleeper. What they're seeing is very real to them, and they're reacting to the image in a way that seems to be very similar across individuals, across cultures, and across geographies, Avedan said. Stress, caffeine, and sleep deprivation can all make these episodes more frequent and intense, he notes. Reports of such episodes from patients at the UCLA clinic, many of whom are university students, tends to spike during finals and midterms. Sleep science can't yet explain why the brain serves up the specific images it does in dreams, Avidad said, nor why multiple people across cultures might experience the same dream or nightmare. In contemporary U.S. society, says Shelley Adler, medical anthropologist at UCSF, the primary disseminator of these experiences is the Internet. People who have nightmares outside of a cultural framework of understanding draw upon a contemporary narrative in interpreting their experiences, such as one derived from medicine or psychiatry, for example, heart disease or mental illness, religion, demons, or the paranormal, 
including alien abductions, she says. Christopher French, a psychology professor at Goldsmiths University of London, thinks something very similar is happening with sleep paralysis and the hat man. In sleep paralysis, you're in this weird kind of hybrid state, a mix of normal waking consciousness and dream consciousness. You know you can't move. You can see that you're in your bedroom. So it feels very, very real, French said. When I sat and, and I thought about the hat man, the thing that came to my mind was Freddy Krueger, he continued. This notion that you can be attacked when you're asleep, that's when you're vulnerable. And of course, Krueger wears a hat. However, listeners, even if sleep paralysis can't explain some of the encounters with hat man, here's the thing. Many people experience shadow people and the hat man when they're fully awake. In other parts of their house, even in daylight at times. So the theory of sleep paralysis doesn't completely account for all aspects of this phenomenon. Aaron McCann, writing for the website Graveyard Shift, says, There are other theories regarding what shadow people actually are and why humans see them, and the hat man may have a similar explanation. Perhaps he is an interdimensional being visiting humanity from another dimension and only partially visible since he's on a different vibration than we are. He could also be an astral projection, the shadow of a person who's currently traveling out of their human body. A demon? Well, it's a possibility, based on all the negative feelings of fear and dread people feel around him. And other theories about the existence of the Hat Man include aliens, time travelers, and ghosts, as well as just the wild imaginations of the witnesses. Currently, there's no scientific method to test any of these ideas, so for now, the Hat Man remains a very disturbing mystery, and one that is happening to a lot of people all over the world. The Hat Man is one of those entities that seems really hard to believe exists until you experience it for yourself. Unlike ghost hunting detection gear that's able to obtain compelling confirmation of a spirit world, there isn't really anything like that set up to show the existence of Hatman. Is it a myth? Is it an interdimensional being? What about the scientific community and the claim of sleep paralysis? Well, maybe that's the most reasonable conclusion, but it doesn't account for the experience of Hatman crossing borders, cultures, and even different time periods. The question looming is, if it's merely sleep paralysis, how and why do so many people around the world experience the same thing? Sightings are so prevalent, there is a blog that is dedicated to people writing in about their experiences with the Hat Man. Some people have claimed the Hat Man has attacked them, telling stories of being jumped on or choked and experiencing burning in the chest or tingling on their scalp. Shadow people are said to often attack, but more often than not, the Hat Man is just as happy watching and terrifying you from a distance. Perhaps not attacking a person and simply observing from afar is much more terrifying, especially since many people insist Hatman has a solid form, unlike other shadow people. And while shadow people tend to just disappear when it's time for them to leave, Hatman has been seen floating above the ground or walking away. Some people believe that Hatman is a demon sent to bring those who are about to die to hell. Others think he's demonic. Heidi Hollis may be able to back that up with a story a German soldier told her about witnessing Hatman, asking who he was and being told Scratch, an old nickname for the devil. 
Hollis also recounted the story of a suicidal man who woke to find himself in the hospital and the hat man close by. According to his story, the hat man quickly disappeared after the man woke up, but not before saying, I almost had you. Many have also noted a very dark energy emitting from him and said they immediately knew he was extremely evil and very likely wanted to kill them. Some get the feeling the hat man is enjoying their fear and actually feeding off of it. It's possible, however, that since people who witness hat man are usually already in a fearful, angry, or other emotionally charged state, thanks to whatever negative thing is going on in their life, they associate hat man with their negative feelings. Because he appears in so many different situations, and occasionally to several people even in the same family, there isn't really a clear explanation as to what triggers an appearance. Yet, as a caution, we might do well to remember, he has been seen in bedrooms, basements, hallways, even kitchens, in mirrors as you pass by, in the dead of night and the light of day. So, as you sit relaxed and safe in your home, be aware and be prepared. Because the plain truth, listeners, is this. The hat man can show up at any time and wherever he chooses. Well, listeners, on a special edition of the podcast, I'm joined by medium Bill Kurd and a guest as we detail our recent trip to the Martha Chapel Cemetery near Huntsville, Texas. Said to be a paranormal hotspot, Martha Chapman Cemetery lies at the end of Demon's Road. I'll give you some background on the cemetery and share some of the frightening encounters people have reported. And then we'll have an open discussion about what happened on our visit. Are there strange happenings at this location? Yes, but maybe not in the way you think. Join us to find out what we found out next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. Yeah, quiz time. I have to admit, this is one of my favorite parts of of the episodes. So here's our quiz from this week. The Flatwoods Monster was explained by the U.S. Air Force as being one of these. Was it A, black bear, B, a bull elk, C, a great horned owl, or D, a steel ladder. Once again, the Flatwoods Monster was explained by the U.S. Air Force as being one of these. Was it a black bear, a bull elk, a great horned owl, or a steel ladder? What do you think? And the answer is... C, a great horned owl. Well, it was nearly 70 years ago when seven witnesses and a dog came across a horrifying 10-foot-tall creature. The Flatwoods Monster in West Virginia folklore is an entity reported to have been sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia, in the United States on September the 12th, 1952, after a bright object had crossed the night sky. The witnesses stated they saw a large, man-like creature nearly 12 feet tall and about 4 feet wide. And the creature had a red face and bright green clothing, and the clothing hung in folds below the waist. Its head was shaped like the ace of spades, and there was an almost sickening metallic odor emanating from its body. 
Now, set in the head were two eyes described as portholes, glowing green-orange and the size of half dollars. The body was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes. Nearly 70 years later, many investigators have concluded, and some investigators at the time also did, the light was a meteor, and the creature was simply a barn owl perched in a tree, with shadows making it appear to be a large humanoid. Well, maybe. Researchers presumed foliage beneath the owl may have created that illusion of the lower portions of the creature, described, remember, as being a pleated green skirt. Researchers also decided that the witnesses' inability to agree on whether the creature had arms, combined with a report of it having small claw-like hands, which extended in front of it, also matched the description of a barn owl with its talons gripping a tree branch. The Air Force had just started Project Blue Book earlier that same year, and the Air Force agreed it was likely an owl. Could the Flatwoods monster have been something as simple as an owl in a tree? Well, then how do you explain such a misidentification by rural people who have lived around such local wildlife their entire lives? It does seem to stretch credibility that they would mistake a common owl for a 10-foot alien being. For some, the explanation more than fits the bill. Others prefer to continue to believe in the existence of the Flatwoods monster. Regardless of whether the Flatwoods monster was real or just a figment born of panic and excitement, the effect of the monster's sighting on the local community, well, that was very real indeed. Officials in Flatwood erected a welcome sign which designated the town as Home of the Green Monster. It also commemorates the legend in its annual Flatwoods Days Festival. Located in the town of Sutton, the Braxton County seat, is the Flatwoods Monster Museum, which is dedicated to the legend. And the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau also built a series of five tall chairs in the shape of the monster, to serve as landmarks and visitor attractions. In fact, the Bureau rewards visitors who photograph all five chairs with free Braxy stickers. The legend of the Flatwoods Monster appears to have also inspired media beyond West Virginia. The video games Fallout 76 and Everybody's Golf 4 each contain references to the legend. And in television? Well, the second episode of the 2019 History Channel series Project Blue Book, titled The Flatwoods Monster, is, of course, based on the Flatwoods incident. And so, the Flatwoods monster, also known as the Green Monster, also known as the Phantom of Flatwoods, and affectionately known as Braxy, who was reportedly 7 feet tall, or 10 feet tall, or 13 feet tall, or 17 feet tall, became that most peculiar American invention, a legend emblazoned on t-shirts. Although the Flatwoods monster itself may be long gone, it doesn't seem like it has been forgotten in the least. For more on this, check out Season 2, Episode 12 coverage of the Flatwoods Monster Incident. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.